Good morning, Lighthouse. Wow, good morning. My, my name is Pastor Ren. This is my beautiful wife, Pastora Sha. And we are from the Experience Department. Po. Again, Levites, thank you for leading us into worship today. Pastor June, thank you for that prayerful, uh, powerful prayer. Thank you, Pastor Leo, thank you po for encouraging us to give. Pastor Bennett, your ministry encourages us really to do beyond what we're doing right now. So thank you for that. Ngayon po, we will be preaching in tandem kasi hindi ko po kaya na mag-isa. Hindi niya rin kaya na mag-isa. Kaya dalawa po kami ngayon mag-preach. So, uh, wag po kayo malito. Ako po si Pastor Ren, yung kalbo. Pastora siya po yung may buhok. Hello po, magandang umaga po sa inyong lahat. Nahihirapin po ako mag-control ng energy ko kasi kahapon lamang po. Masyado ko pong hinahay pang mga ladies. Ngayon po, kagalang-galang po muna tayo for today's video. Ano po mga ladies na? Anyway, just like what Pastor Jojo mentioned for September po, we are in this sermon series and it's called Vibe. Basically, ang intention po ng month na to is to teach us how to take care of the new generation better. And that is why po there have been a lot of talk about generations. So syempre, we will do a roll call again. No? Nasaan po ang ating silent generation from 1925 to 1945? Meron, Meron po? po ba? Wala. Wala. Silent na. Silent na. Uh-huh. True to their name. The baby boomers po from 1946 to 1964. Kawai kawai. Hello, Hello po. Boomers. From this point on po, we will call them boomers. Hindi po baby. And then, Generation X, 1965 to 1979. Ganado po yung Generation X. Our Millennials, 1980 to 1994. Yeah. Gen, may sweldo na yung mga Millennials. Mataas ang energy. lang po. Generation Z, 1995 to 2012. Oh, bola laban. I know most of the next generation is upstairs, but is, but is anyone po here in the sanctuary belonging to the generation Alpha? Born 2013 Jotham to 2025? Jotam, yeah. Bunso, Kapatid. Pastor <laughs> June is here. Pastor June, generation Alpha. Kami pong bahala sa generation. No? Anyway po. Um, moving forward, as we talk about the generations later on, kindly keep in mind what generation you belong to. Na? Um, but basically, the focus po of this preaching series is how to take care of the younger generations. Ito pong millennials, Generation Z, and Generation Alpha. By the way po, kami po ni Pastor Ren, we are millennials. I'm born 1992, siya po 1993. Um... Anyway po, Pastor Jojo already uh, did a recap. But just for you to visualize, this is what VIBE means. No? V-I-B-E. And then this is the topic po that Pastor Tan and Pastor Ivan discussed, valuing the new gen perspective. And then last Sunday, the Flojos discussed about instructing the new gen parents. And today, our focus is how to build new gen platforms. Okay, so speaking of platforms po, 
we can identify the word platforms in two ways. Literally speaking, right now, me and Pastor Asha is standing on a platform. Physically, this is a platform. Uh, an elevated thing para mas makita ka ng mga tao na nasa baba mo. That is a platform. But this day and age po of, uh, this day of digital age, iba na po yung meaning ng word na platform, lalo na sa mga pag-start po ng millennial, Gen Z, and Gen L, Alpha. Platforms po are applications sa internet where you can post something, a blog, a vlog, uh, something in writing where your voice can be heard. Something na makikita nila yung skills mo or something na pwedeng makapagpabago sa mundo. Yan, yan, yan po ang meaning ng platform sa kanila in this day and age. Now, as we were studying po for this preaching, because this topic was given to us, building platforms for the new generation, we really uh, evaluated our church and looked at what possible platforms yung pwede nating ibigay sa ating mga new gen. And what we have realized po is we already have platforms for our new gen to be plugged in. Now, these things in your, uh, on our screen po are departments of Lighthouse. Kung makiklik ko siya, yan. Yung mga ipo na yon ay mga departments po ng Lighthouse, which also is our mission. And each of these departments ay meron pong mga ministries under them. Like for example po, me and Pastor Asha, as we've said earlier, we are under the experience department. We're leading the experience department. And, are the, and under the experience department po are our Levites, the media, the ushers, and our intercessors. And so, ang question po namin today is, are you a part of these seven E's? Or do you even know kung asaan po sa seven E's na to? Yung, yung ministry na ginagalawan nyo today. Another question is, are we actually helping the new gen to reach these platforms? A little anecdote po. Um, nakikita nyo po yung tao at nakikita nyo po yung platform. Let's label yung tao na mga new gen. Basically po, we cannot just expect the next generation to just jump up to the platform from the ground. They need stepping stones or stairs to go up to that platform. And we are here to show them and guide them through that. But they need someone po to literally to take their hand and lead them up to that platform. Now, why are we talking about helping the next generation climb the platform? Wala pa po ba sila sa platform? Now, we did our research. And globally, the trend po among Christian communities is this. The young people are in church. We see them in church. But they are not all well incorporated in church. Nakikita niyo po sila paglinggo? Ni-like po nila yung Facebook page ng Lighthouse, but they are not really plugged in. And a study by Lakeys in 2013 suggested that the main reason uh, why this is happening, no, or rather 
people or the young people that are here in church, they are physically present, pero mentally they are not connected. In fact, there is a book po written by Kinnaman in 2011. Ang, tang- ang pangalan po nung libro ay You Lost Me. And it talks about how the younger generation, although they grew up in church, they were on fire when they were teenagers. Pero pag tungtong po nila sa edad na maaari na silang magdesisyon para sa sarili nila, they can decide for themselves. They decide to drop out or step out from church. You do not see them as often anymore. The result is, because of this, it is becoming increasingly harder for those in the platform to pass the baton to the next generation. Now, in all this research, they point to one problem. Bakit ganito? Why are young people in church but not all of them are well incorporated in church? And the main problem po, what do you think? Is it technology? Social media? Ano po sa palagay niyo ang problem? Ito po ang sabi po nila. There, are lack, there is a lack of intergenerational relationships inside the church. Sabihin niyo po, intergenerational. Intergenerational. Now you might be wondering, paano po nangyari na walang intergenerational relationships sa church? Pero nagpa-survey po tayo kanina, di ba? Uh, almost all generations are represented. Except lang po doon sa silent generation. Kasi nga po, silent na sila. Pero paano po nangyayari yon? There are many generations in church, but there is no there are apparently a, there is apparently a lack of intergenerational relationships. There is a difference po. No, so ito yung mga ating mga represented generations. But there is a difference po with the term multi-generational and intergenerational. If you can look up this book po, it's called Intergenerational Christian Formation. They, differ, they differentiate these two terms, no? And really try to go to the root of the problem. Let's take a closer look po. A multi-generational church looks like this. All generations are represented. No? But when they have their activities, most if not all of the time, they are interacting with the same generation lang. So, this is actually what is very evident that we can see right now. So, the, the young adults have their own fellowship, the youth have their own fellowship, ladies have their own fellowship, men have their own fellowship, even the senior citizen have their own fellowship, and our kids have kids' church upstairs. Now, you might be asking, mali ba yun, pastora, na merong kanya-kanyang fellowship per generation? Actually, hindi po. In fact, this is, it is the most logical way to organize the church and train dahil pare-parehas po sila ng mga season na pinagdadaanan. No? In fact, globally, ganito po talaga ang organization ng most Christian churches. But, ito po ang implication sa church ministry. Kung ganito lang po, we will stick to this type of uh, organization. The younger generations, they are below the platform. And then the platform is so high, the older generations are already there serving, reaching out, no, doing ministry. And the tendency with this type of structure is that yung mga nasa 
uh, yung mag- ating mga younger generation, they find it so hard to to climb because it's so high. No? Um, at ang tendency rin po sa ating mga older generations already serving, pagod na pagod na kami. Kami na lang lagi ang lumalabas. Kailan ba magmamature ang mga kabataan? Kailan ba sila magsistep up? But in reality, they're having a hard time stepping up po. Now let's take a look po at what does it mean to also invest in intergenerational relationships. This is what it looks like. Aside from existing no, na age-specific fellowships, we will still do that. But aside from that, we must also focus, put a premium on activities that promote intergenerational relationships. Paano po yun? Kada activity mo, you will be intentional na may mag interact from each generation. For example, magkaroon po ng mga fellowship or mga party na halo-halo lahat ng edad. And maybe this is a step out of the box, pero right now, we, we are doing our camps, age-specific. Kids camp, yamo camp, ladies retreat. But what if family camp? Lahat ng edad, sabay-sabay. Because basically, what the intergenerational, what being intergenerational means is that the church is intentionally cultivating meaningful interactions between generations. So it is not enough na nagsasalisi po ang mga generations dito. Pag nagsaservice po tayo, Hi dito! Kamusta ka, iha? Okay lang po. Bye-bye po. That is not meaningful. Dapat po may mas malalim po na relasyon. And we can only do that if we start doing learnings together, services together. And why is this the suggestion? We must put a premium on intergenerational relationships as well because this is the effect of it in church ministry. We are lessening po the effort for them to step up slowly by slowly, no? To reach that platform. Dahil with each step, the generation ahead helps the next generation. That is what it means po to have an intergenerational relationship. And this is what the Lord is reminding us today. If we really want to build platforms for the new generation, actually the platforms are built. We just, help, we just need to help them reach the platforms. And this task po is not just a task of one department. Hindi lang po, task, hindi, hindi lang po ito trabaho ng empower the next generation. This is a church-wide calling. All hands on deck po ito. Dahil kung nasaan man po kayo sa simbahan ngayon, you are called to be an intergenerational mentor. Kung nasaan ka man ngayon. Okay? And that's what we will learn today because we will pick up lessons po from 1 Samuel 3 on what it means to be an intergenerational mentor. Out of reverence to God's word, Paul, let's all stand up and read with me 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 to 14. The Lord calls Samuel. Verse 1, the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, 
was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet, not, not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know, knew, know the Lord. Sorry, The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he, if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and, went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. At that time, I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from beginning to end. For I told him that I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sons blasphemed God, and he failed to restrain them. Therefore, I wish... I swore to the house of Eli, the guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned, atoned for by sacrifice or offering. Let's pray. Lord, may you add blessings to the reading of your word. May our eyes, may our ears, may our hearts be open to your voice right now, Lord God. And we pray that you will plant a seed of your word in each and every heart that's present in this sanctuary. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Pwede na po tayong maupo. So, let's just put context po sa nabasa natin. What is First Samuel all about? First Samuel is part po of the historical books of the Old Testament. It's written by Samuel. Parts of it are written by Samuel. Parts of it are written by Nathan. And parts of it is written by God. And it has 31 chapters. And if we are to divide that 31 chapters po into four chunks, we will have this. Chapters 1 to 7, God raises up Samuel as prophet and judge. Chapters 8 to 15, Israel demands a king, Saul. Chapters 16 to 20, God raises up David to be the king of Israel. And chapter, chapters 21 to 31, Saul hunts David out of jealousy. Let's study the historical context po ng 1 Samuel. So, during their time, priests often become corrupt no, and turn away from God, leading the Israelites to worship idols. And dahil po dito, dahil sa pagiging corrupt ng mga priests and judge, Israel have not heard from God for decades. Imagine, hindi nakakarinig ng kahit na anong word ni God ang mga Israelites for decades. Even Eli's household 
Si Eli po ay ang high priest ng Israel during this time. And his sons were also priests. Even Eli's household was not spared from this corruption. Because ang nangyari po, yung sons ni Eli, ang name po nila ay Hophni and Phinehas, again, both priests, they took for themselves all the prime cuts of meat from the offering. So ganito po ang ginagawa nila before, pag ikaw ay priest. Sa lalagyan ng offering, may tinidor, kukuha kang ganyan, ngayon kung ano yung nakuha mo, yun yung portion mo. That's your meat portion as a priest. Pero ito pong mga anak ni Eli, medyo gahaman. Ang ginagawa po nila, bago pa malagay sa lalagyanan ng offering, yung mga meat offerings, pipilian na nila yan. Asan ba ang strip loin dyan? Asan ba ang t-bone dyan? Akin yan. So ito po yung ginagawang kalapastangan ng mga anak ni Eli during that time. And they also commit adultery with the women who serve at the sanctuary entrance. So Israel needs to hear from God. That's why God gave Samuel a prophet. Learning from these verses na, ginaw, na binasa po natin, we can learn how to mentor the younger generation. And our first point po for this morning is this. A mentor believes. Hindi po tormentor. A mentor believes. We must truly believe in our minds and hearts that the next generation is being called by the Lord. Sa verse 8 po, sabi dyan, Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. It was Eli who realized that the Lord is calling Samuel. It is now time to remove that mindset po to the new generation na ikaw, tinawag ka, ikaw, magmi-ministry ka, eh puro ka cellphone sa bahay. Ikaw, magmi-ministry ka, hindi ka man lang mauutusan maghugas ng pinggan sa bahay. Diba? Huwag po nating i-cancel yung, yung calling nila based on who they are right now. Kahit po kaming mga pastors, kung tatanungin nyo kami, um, sinabi ba, uh, nalaman ba namin agad na magsaserve kami kay Lord nung kabataan namin? Hindi po. Nung kinausap lang kami ni Lord individually, tsaka lang namin nalaman na magsaserve kami kay God. Hindi namin narinig yon very early in our age. So, The Lord is still molding our new generation. No? A mentor should believe that despite their age, they are called. If you can remember, Samuel, based on our research po, is just 11 to 12 years old at that time. So for reference, meron po bang parents dito ngayon na may dalang 11 to 12 years old na mga anak? I know Elon is 12, right? Tam-tam is 11. So if you can imagine, gantong age po si Samuel nung tinawag siya ni Lord. So mentors, we, we are now calling you mentors, older generation. Mentors, despite this young age, let us believe that they are called. Amen? Amen. With youth comes molding of character. Do not judge. Huwag po natin silang i-judge. I think it's, it's, it's safe to assume na lahat po tayo dito ay dumaan sa pagiging youth. Tama po ba? Lahat po? Wala pong pagkalabas sa sinapupunan, adult agad? Wala naman po, no? 
So it's safe to assume na lahat tayo dito dumaan sa pagiging youth. Therefore, alam natin by experience na itong time na to of being a new gen or being a youth, this is a molding time. Dito na de-develop yung character natin. Dito na de-develop yung path na binibigay sa atin ni Lord. With youth comes curiosity. Let us not minimize their questions. Better yet, wag natin i-dismiss yung mga questions nila. With the best of our abilities, try po natin sumagot sa, kanyang mga, sa mga question nila, kahit paminsan nonsense, with love and with humility. Amen? Ito po, uh, habang nag-aaral kami ni siya, we realize the important role of our family while we are growing up sa aming ministry walk. Paras po kami ng experience ni Doc siya. We were still young, but our parents are both, hindi po kami iisa ng parents, ha? <laughs> clarification. My parents and her parents are both leaders in church. Not in the same church. Hindi pa po pinagtagpo ng Diyos ang, ang landas namin nun. But, What our parents do is, like for example, sa case po ni Doc siya, uh, young adults leaders po ang parents niya. Dadalin po si siya kahit batang-bata pa. Mga ilang taon ka nun, Bev? Ayan, ganun din. Mga 11 to 12 years old. At hindi po siya dinadala sa mga ministry na walang gagawin or mag-observe lang. Bibigyan po siya ng work ng mom and dad niya. O ikaw ang tagatakal ng pansit. O ikaw ang taga-picture. So parents, every time na may ministry kayo, dalhin niyo yung mga anak niyo. Kahit tagabigay ng plato, dalhin niyo lang po. No? Same with me. When I was very young, ganyang age din po siguro, 10, 11, 12, we were living in Kalamba, but our church is in Pasig. And my mom used to be a worship leader. So for her to worship lead on Sunday, we will go to Pasig ng Saturday morning. And what she does is, pinapatabi niya po ako sa mga musicians doon. O, oh, tabi ka sa drummer. O, oh, tabi ka sa ano, keyboardist. And from that, I think na-mold po yung ministry wo ko. No? So, parents, this is a challenge for you. Kung pwede at kung kaya lang naman po, dalin nyo na yung mga anak nyo sa ministeryo nyo. Kahit pa hindi pang bata yan. Mamulat po sila sa mga ginagawa nyo sa ministry. Mentors believe that they are called despite their spiritually Spiritual immaturity. If you can remember po sa verse 7, sabi dyan, um, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. No? Hindi pa nga po alam ni Samuel. Hindi pa kilala ni Samuel si Lord during that time. And this is a challenge for us, older generation or mentors, if you will. It is our job to encourage the new generation to be consistent with their spiritual life. Let us make sure na kung meron po kayong mga mas younger sa inyo sa ministry, ano po, maging ano tayo, incur- maging encouragement for them to be consistent with their spiritual life. And mentor believes that despite their generational circumstance, they are called. During their time po, their time nila, Samuel, wala pong mga visions or walang marinig na word from the Lord. Yun yung situation nila during that time. But Eli realized that the Lord is speaking to Samuel. Now, in our generation today, the new gen, their generation is highly dependent on technology. Gadgets, computers, cellphones, tablet, enumerate nyo po lahat yan, very dependent po sila dyan. And listen to this, parents, they 
the new generation, not moving their bodies and being in front of the computer doesn't mean they're not working. May ginagawa po sila. Hindi lang po naglalaro yung mga yan. Here's a funny story from my discipleship group. Arnold, are you here? I think kumanta si Arnold kanina. Asa si Arnold? Arnold, ito po ay kwenento niya sa amin last time na nag-DG kami. Arnold is an IT professional. So he used to work in a face-to-face office. Uh, every, every day, nakikita siya ng pamangkin niya na nagta-travel siya from their home dito sa Las Piñas going to their office. So every, every day, nakikita. But Arnold transitioned to a uh, work-from-home office. And so his work is now dependent on the computer. Maghapon po siyang nakaupo, lalo't IT professional siya. He's a web developer. Tama ba, Arnold? He's a web developer. At ito po yung sabi ng pamangkin niya sa kanya nung nag-transition siya bigla. Tito, di ba dati may trabaho ka? <laughs> so, you see, napapasa po yung perception natin yon kahit sa mga younger generation na pag hindi ka gumagalaw at nasa computer ka, wala kang ginagawa. Parents, let this be a revelation to you. Hindi lang po paglalaro ang ginagawa ng mga anak niyo pag nakatapat sila sa gadgets. Assignments nila is there. Projects nila is there. So, let us be open-minded about that. Again, a mentor believes that this new generation is called. Thank you, Pastor Ed. Next lesson po that we can learn from the story of Eli on how to be a mentor is that a mentor coaches. Sabihin niyo po, coaches. Sino po ang coach na naiisip niyo in your mind? Pwede pong basketball coach yan, football coach, volleyball coach, dance coach, vocal coach. Pero iba po yung teach sa coach. No? And let's learn lessons po from what Eli did. Una po, when you coach, you have to assess and discern para doon sa taong coach mo. Sabi po sa verse 8, Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. Balik po tayo dun sa age difference, no? Eli was just 11, 12 years old. Pasensya na tam-tam, pero i-mention pa rin ulit kita. Ganyan lang po ka bata, 11, 12. And most kids that age, they don't, it's not really clear for them yet what the Lord wants them to do. Pero kayo po as magulang, hindi lang magulang, mga tito at tita ng mga batang to sa simbahan, dapat nadidiscern nyo rin po I-assess nyo rin po, kamusta po ang batang ito? Para po matulungan natin silang uh, mag-grow, no? To step into that platform in church. Next, when we coach, we have to give clear instructions. O basta, basta mag-believe ka. Basta mag-antay ka. Pero alam nyo po ba na ang generations, specifically the millennials and the Gen Z, according to research po ito, ah, they highly value feedback and specific instructions. They need that. No? Kailangan nila ng validation. Tama pa po ba yung ginagawa ko? And this is actually what, uh, what Eli did. Sinabi niya si Samuel, nung na-realize na it was the Lord calling Samuel, sabi niya, okay, una, go and lie down. And then, if the Lord calls you, ang ganto ang isasagot mo. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Sa palagay niyo po, bakit alam ni Samuel na ganito ang gagawin? Kasi ganyan din yung ginawa niya. We, we draw from our personal walk with the Lord and then 
instruct it to the next generation. And then finally, hindi lang po tayo magbibigay ng clear instruction. We have to be also proactive in follow-up. If you read the story further on, on that chapter, sinabi na ng Lord kay Samuel yung prophecy na um, may mangyayaring masama sa pamilya ni Eli as punishment. Na-imagine niyo po yung bata makakarinig ng ganun tungkol sa sineserve niya. The following morning, yung bata, si Samuel, halos ayaw niyang puntahan si Eli. Ayaw niyang kausapin, ayaw niya i-bring up. Sino ang nag-initiate ng conversation? It was Samuel. Sabi niya, di ka dito. So what did the Lord tell you? What did He say to you? Sa so verse 17. Ito pa, do not hide it from me. Sabihin, willing siyang tanggapin kahit ano pa yung sasabihin ni, ni, uh, ni Samuel. This is what it means to coach. Now, on the practical side naman po, when we try to coach the generation after us, no? kasi ganito po yan, kung sino yung panganay na generation, siya ang magko-coach ng succeeding generation. So ako po, as a millennial, I am already in the position to coach both Gen Z and Gen Alpha. Kung Gen Z ka ngayon, maghanda ka na. Ang Gen Alpha, nag-aantay, naturuan mo. And even the Gen X and the uh, boomers, no, of course, we're expected to mentor the younger generations. But in reality po, we have to acknowledge the generational differences. Kasi kung sino po at ano ang mga generation before, iba na po talaga sa generation ngayon. Alam niyo po bang pinag-aaralan talaga to sa secular world? Bakit? Sa mga kumpanya, no, when the top management is already a certain generation at may new hire sila na very young generation, very prone to disconnect, hindi nagkakaintindihan there is conflict simply because of the generational differences. No? And so let's just take a look at that. Let's see what we can apply as we mentor here in church. So let's talk about the boomers po. Skinip ko na po yung silent kasi nga pa silent po sila. The baby boomers, they're a hard-working generation. Sanay po talaga sila to todo. From our own efforts, didiskartehan natin, naaralin natin to, they are hard-working. And we honor them for that. And they also prefer using proven methods. Ganito kasi to ginawa. Ginawa ko to dati at nag-work, ganito ko rin gagamitin ngayon. Pagdating naman po sa Generation X, dito nagumpisang maging independent. They want to learn things independently, work independently, and they are very critical and creative. Tama po ba mga Gen X? Creative! Pagdating po sa aming mga millennials, according to study, sa amin daw po nagumpisa ang mga katagang work-life balance. Pag sinabihan niyo po kami na trabaho lang, trabaho lang, work, give all you can, work, work, work. Medyo may hurt na po yun kasi I am not living my life anymore. I am, ma- I am making a living but I forgot how to live my life. Yan. Ganyan po millennials. So when they do ministry, naturally, hindi, hindi po sila necessarily mag-e-enjoy sa puro work lang. Gusto po nila may kape after, <laughs> may milk tea after, tatawa yung mga Levites. Relate yarn. <laughs> 
And again, like I mentioned, they need instruction. They need feedback. So kung yung generation before them, sanay na independent, I am learning independently, baliktad po dun sa generation after that. They actually need to hear from you all the time. And then ang ating mga bunso, no? The Gen Z, they are non-conforming. Oh, nakita niyo yung non-conforming. Anong reaction niyo? Oh, ganyan talaga silang mga Gen Z. Mga... Grabe na talaga yung panahon ngayon. Di mo na masabi. But these generational characteristics po, these are not meant to be negative traits. Hindi ito defect ng kada generation. But simply how they are dahil sa naranasan ng generation nila. And when we understand that, mas makakarelate tayo sa kanila. So pag ang Gen Z nagtanong ng theological questions, pag nagtanong sila tungkol sa Bible, they don't mean any disrespect. They are really just curious about it. Pag meron na po tayong proven na sistema, tapos darating sa Gen Z, sasabihin ng Gen Z, bakit po hindi natin gawing ganito? I want to honor one of our media volunteers, no? If you can notice, when we do our benediction, may lumalabas na pong picture dyan, no? May the Lord bless you and keep you. That actually came from one of our uh, Gen Z volunteers. Nakasanayan na na pag-benediction, we will raise our hands and the pastor will release a benediction. Pero may non-conformist. What if meron pong visuals? Ganun po sila. They, they mean no disrespect. That is just how they are. And they... They want on-hand instant information. Meaning, instead na tatawag sila or magtatanong or mag email kung paano gagawin, i-YouTube na lang po nila. Paano? Ganun po sila ka-resourceful. Now, keep this in mind po. There really are differences po. At bilang mga panganay na generation, syempre, tayo po ang mag-extend ng patience sa younger generations. Example po ng differences, how do you communicate? Pag may urgent matter or may gusto kayo i-communicate na matter, ano po ang preferred nyo? <laughs> ang ating mga boomers at ang ating mga Gen X, tawag. Hello? Ano kasi ganyan? Hindi nyo po alam, pag tinatawagan nyo po yung millennial o kaya Gen Z, pag ring po niyan, dinidiscern pa po niya kung sasagutin niya ba talaga. <laughs> Kasi parang, bakit tatawag? <laughs> Hindi po ba pwedeng chat lang? They mean no disrespect. That is just how they are. Another thing, kami po sa Levites, when we, when we create teams no, each week, lahat ng sasalang dito, lagi po yan silang may GC. At kung napapansin niyo po, kada team, medyo represented lahat ng generation. May Gen X, may Millennial, may Gen Z. At doon po namin nakikita na ibang-iba na po talaga ang pagkocommunicate nila. Magsisend ng lineup ang worship leader. Ang ganda ng lineup. Di yung mga ibang mga Levites nagre-react. Heart, heart, heart. Sabi ng Gen Z. Ayo, sheesh. Bruh. <laughs> bro, it's Israel, Yudson, bro. Huh? Tapos pag ang Gen Z po, tawang-tawa po sila. Ano pong emoji ang gagamitin nyo pag tawang-tawa kayo? Di ba yung laugh? O kaya yung laugh na may luha na slight? Ang Gen Z po, bungo ang gagamitin nila. Bakit? Kasi they are dying with laughter. <laughs> 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 
Kung ikaw, hindi mo naiintindihan yung generational difference, anong reaction mo sa GC na yun? Ano ba tong batang to? Why is he prophesying death over a GC? We are a worship team. Why are you prophesying death? Yan po ang ibig sabihin nila. So pag ninyo po naiintindihan na sinasabi ng Gen Z, tanongin nyo lang po, what do you mean? <laughs> Natatawa po tayo, no? but these are realities. Kung yung ganun kababaw na differences hindi natin maintindihan, ano pa yung mga malalim na differences? Paano tayo magko-coach? Okay? Tandaan niyo po yan. Ang bungo-bungo-bungo. Tatlo po yun lagi dapat, hindi po isa. <laughs> Tatlong bungo, natatawa po talaga sila nun. Anyway, point number two is a mentor coaches. Next, our last point for today, a mentor yields. Sabihin niyo po, yields. Ibig po sabihin ng yield sa mga driver, give way. Ang mga mentor, they give way to the calling of the new generation and accepts it regardless pa of how it affects us. If you read further along in the story in verse 18, sinabi na nga po ni Samuel yung mangyayari kay Eli at sa pamilya niya. At alam niyo po ang sagot ni Eli? Sabi niya lang, He is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. The Lord is in control po. So kung ano man pong ipapagawa niya sa next generation, let us accept it. Amen po ba? Amen. Huwag po sana na ang generation mo ang magthwart, Ang lalim, thwart. No? Pero yan po ang best word that we found. Each generation must be careful not to thwart God's plan for the generation next to them. Kung sa term pa ni Pastor Joe, far be it na ang generation mo ang dahilan kung bakit hindi makamove forward ang next generation sa calling nila. Yield po tayo. Let us give way. I just want to appreciate our mentors here in church. Kami po ni Pastor Ren, we are millennials, no? But we are very much being mentored and coached by the generation ahead of us. I want to honor Pastor Jojo, Pastor Leo, Pastor Jonathan, Pastor Rom. Kasi pag sila po ay nag-mentor sa amin, hindi lang po yan puro work. May kasama po yung road trip. Minsan nakasakay po kami sa Roro, papuntang Mindoro, papuntang Gawain po yun ha. Pero sa Roro, magkakwentuhan kami tungkol our lives, tungkol sa mga buhay po namin. May pakape po yan sila lagi. Kita pa tayo mamaya. Village Square po. Na. <laughs> Kaya ko po silang lokohin ng ganun. Kasi pinaramdam po nila sa akin na meron kaming intergenerational relationship. And because of what they modeled to me, that is now how I try to emulate with the next generation. Meron po akong dinidisciple ng mga Gen Z. Nandito po ang ilan sa kanila. Sa kanila ko po natutunan yung mga, Hi! <laughs> Sila po yan. And kung paano po ako minentor ng generation ahead of me, that is also how I try to mentor them. Bago kami mag-DG, maglalakad, mag-restaurant mag hopping po muna kami sa Paranaque. Hindi kami makapag-decide saan kami kakain. Lakad kami ng McDo, lipat kami ng Jollibee. Has habang ganun, habang naglalakad, nagkakwentuhan lang. So anong grade mo na ba? <laughs> I feel so old asking questions like that, but that's what it means. So yung friends mo last year, hindi mo nakaklase ngayon? Bakit ganun ang tanong? Kasi yun yung season nila. 
That is what intergenerational mentorship means. And I don't want to stop them from realizing their calling. Kaya kahit ganun ang pinag-uusapan namin, I just let them be. I just make them know that we have an intergeneral relationship. <laughs> yan, sila po yan. Matang mga Levi's in training po sila ngayon. Even if it means po that the next generation will be used by the Lord to correct us, let us just accept it. Even if it means po that the next generation will achieve bigger feats than us, let us just accept it. Because just like what Prophet Eli said, He is the Lord. Let it be done according to His will. Yan po, that's what it means to yield as a mentor. And so these are this, these pala. These are our three points today from the from the life of Samuel and Eli. And again, this is a call. Hindi lang po sa older generation. Millennial, receive this call because you are coaching, you are mentoring Gen Z. Gen Z. This is also for you because Generation Alpha is waiting. Hindi na po millennial lang magko-coach dyan. Masyado na po kaming malayo. Kayo na po yan. And as we do this, if all of us embarks on this, aside from having multi-generational interactions, we will have more meaningful with long-term implications na intergenerational relationships. Amen. So, now here's the challenge po. Let's go back to the seven E's. Where are you here? And just ponder on this. Sa ginagalawan mo po bang ministry, are there uh, or are you interacting with someone from another generation? If the answer is no, now is the time na maghigit ng mga nakababata sa inyo papunta sa ministry na yan. Okay. Now listen to this. This is very important. We must understand the temporary nature of leadership and the necessity for succession. Nangangani po ang ministry. Kung hindi po tayo kikilos ngayon, baka po tumigil yan. So let us all be mentors. Amen? If you are now in ministry, build meaningful relationships and be intentional on engaging the next generation. Or right now, if you are a millennial, if you are a Gen Z, engage to these ministries. Kayo rin po ang makikinabang dito. Kahit, walang nag, kahit wala pang naghahatak sa inyo, try nyo lang. Sama kayo sa mga ministries na meron dito sa church natin. It's for your personal growth. You already have the Generation Alpha waiting for you na ma-mentor nyo. Amen? Amen. So let's go back lang po to our three points intergenerational mentorship. That is our call today because the platforms are already here. We just have to help them climb up. Just dwell in whatever thought the Lord is planting in your heart right now. And let us prepare our hearts for prayer time. Father, you are faithful. Father, you are good. We believe, Lord God, na kung paano po kayo naging tapat sa generation namin, you will also do so in the generation after us. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And how you've given us joy in our generation, you will also give joy and 
life to the generation after us. Panginoon, this church is not ours. This ministry is not ours. It is yours, Lord. Help us to be good stewards, Lord God, of the ministry that you are calling us to do. Turuan niyo kami, Panginoon, how to build intergenerational relationships, how to reach out to the generation after us, how to have meaningful interactions with them. And as we do so, as we step outside our comfort zones, Lord God, we will hold on not, to, not on what we know, not on what we want to do, but we will hold on to you. Yes. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit. Lighthouse Christian community belongs to you, Panginoon. And all the departments in it, and all the ministries in it, even our regions, churches, even our missions department, this is all yours, Panginoon. And it is our joy, Lord God, to see your work further, further. It will not stop in our generation. It will go on for the next generation, and the next, and the next, and the next. Thank you, Lord, for showing us our role. Thank you, Lord, for empowering us and equipping us. All glory belongs to you, Panginoon. And we give you the highest praise. We thank you, Lord God, for this wonderful revelation. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Lighthouse, raise your hands for the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. God bless you, Lighthouse. See you next Sunday.